0: Welcome in Braves Today, bravestoday.com, all brought to you by Active Wealth Management. Go to annuity360.net, your free book from Ford today. He's Lindsey Crosby, I'm Ben Taylor, and Lindsey, when we're looking for off-season stuff, nothing says off-season like Ronald Acuna Jr., apparently, who is going off over this winter break.
1: Yeah, he uh, he's in the Venezuela Winter League for the second straight year. He played in it last year with some restrictions, right? Like he didn't, he he didn't have full reign to do all of the stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, This year, no restrictions. Uh, Baseball reference has it at 15 total games. He's batting 443 with a 918 (laughs) slugging percentage, seven home runs and 14 extra base hits in his 27 hits in
0: 15 games. He averages two hits a game in Venezuela. (laughs) He's it's just nuts. absolutely, the highlights that we've seen thus far, and it's all oh internet related, it's Twitter related, yeah. I doubt there's a ton of media from Atlanta as well as the Southeast in general, or Major League Baseball for that matter, that's down there covering any of this. They're it's not. usually a fan video that gets shown on uh, social media that gets shared, but he is he is hitting absolute missiles right now mm-hmm. as far as from the plate and they've even shown a couple of plays from the field they've shown his arm off a little bit i mean this is something that i think it's good because it keeps got i mean how much were we complaining about the time off and you know that cost atlanta as far as the playoffs were concerned and their bats getting slowed down because of the fact that they weren't able to face live pitching or they weren't able to play any sort of organized ball during that time. It mm-hmm. seems like a lot of these guys are doing this. We talked about it. Grissom's in Puerto Rico. He's down here in the Venezuelan League. How important is this for these players to do this during the offseason?
1: If you ask Ron Lacuna, he would say it's very, very important. He directly pointed a line or drew a line from coming to winter ball last year and getting those 10 games in with, uh, his MVP performance in 2023 and talked about it, he, he was able to be in a competitive envir- competitive environment, but a least, like a, a a less critical environment, less pressure environment and get full confidence back in his abilities and his knee, in his speed and all of his stuff. So he, he finds it rather important. And honestly, The season's not incredibly long. They've played 40-something games. He's only been there for 15 because he Mm -hmm. was late getting there. The season ends the end of December. He'll have a good six weeks off before the team's expected to report for spring training. And to me, it's something where, while there's a little bit of injury risk, uh, Mets prospect infielder Ronnie Mauricio tore his ACL just the other day Mm -hmm. uh, in one of the winter leagues. At the same time, that could happen in spring training. Gavin Lux shortstop for the Dodgers towards ACL in spring training. It wasn't the WBC's fault. So uh, th- there is a little bit of injury risk, but he he says it helps him. And, and Snicker mentioned this. He's a ball player. He wants to play baseball. This is what he finds enjoyment in doing. It gives him a chance to practice stuff and to get build that confidence. And while I would hate to see him get, get hurt, I'm totally fine if this is what he chooses to do for a limited portion of his winter. And I do, as much as I hate to say it too, uh, it's not like he was playing that deep until October. So he did get a break after the season before he went down there.
0: Exactly. I mean, he's had a lot happen in this last year. MVP, got married. And now he's playing in the Venezuelan League. How much is too much, though? I, I ask you that now. They've played 40 plus games. They're going to end at the end of December. He's played in 15. What are we looking at? Maybe 20, 22 games that he gets in?
1: I would say uh, going off the calendar, there's probably about I think his team is and not lined up to be in the postseason. So I, I want to say it's probably 10, 15 more games. He's probably halfway through that stretch. They just had their home run derby, which he won, of course. <laughs> of course he won it. And so, yeah, 10, 15 more games. Uh, I think it's fine. I think anything more than, you know, 30 or so games, you start to wonder, okay, how much is too much? But think about when we send prospects to the Arizona Fall League. That ends up being 25 or 30 games over a couple weeks. I'm I'm confident knowing that he played in so many games in the regular season, but then got that break off in the month of October. Mm -hmm. That he can probably handle 20 to 30 games, get a good break in in January into February before he comes back for spring training. I think that's probably okay. If it was more than 30 total games, I'd be like, okay, maybe you need to take a little more time off. But I think this is fine. And besides, going off the stats. He's not being challenged a ton. <laughs> it's, he's batting 443 with a 918 slugging, not a 918 OPS, a 918 slugging. It's 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 a little absurd.
0: You know, really quick before I move on and talk about him coming back, I saw a tweet a little bit earlier today and it was from a Braves fan and I didn't go ahead and look it up. This is right before we came on and it was uh, according to um some some site in regards to baseball his moment the 40 70 moment or 70 40 m- moment ever how you want to refer to it I've seen it uh, seen two different ways was ranked as number two in all of baseball this past year and the Braves fan said well who was number one <laughs> yeah I mean this is something that's never been done in baseball I don't know how you put that down at number two so he clearly is something that is special now, He'll get another little bit of a break because he does fly home. He's going to accept the Hank Aaron award, uh, which is going to be handed out here rather soon. So he'll come home for a little bit, do that for a couple of days. Is what they said. And then he'll head back and he'll, I guess he'll wrap the season down there.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, he's, I think he's the third Atlanta brave to win. It's the top hitter in each league. Mm -hmm. Freddie Freeman won it in 2020. Andrew Jones won it in 2005. If it's a position player that wins MVP, usually they win the Hank Aaron award. So Uh, excited that he's going to have it simply because it is named after, you know, one of our players Mm -hmm. Uh, again, third time that Atlanta brave has won this, Uh, but he gets a break. Then he'll go back. He'll finish up. It's fine. I think, I, I think it's not too much. I think, and honestly, he's at the point maturity wise where I think he understands a little bit better what he needs to do and not do to be in shape for the regular season and to ensure that he's healthy. I think, I think this last season, looking at how the strikeout rate dropped significantly and all of that, we saw some growth from Ronald Acuna Jr. And I think at this point, we probably need to trust him a little bit on stuff like this.
0: Well, speaking of trust, speaking of maturity, what does this say about his work ethic for those that call him lazy, that say he's immature, that say he's not a good teammate? We don't say that as Braves fans. You see that a lot go around, not necessarily the league as much as it is outside fans that look at him. Honestly... Haters going to hate. I mean, it's,
1: it's, he, I could see how, if you were not a fan of the Braves, if you actively disliked the Braves, you were in Philadelphia or Washington or Miami or whatever, New York, that you could pick out individual things, you know, times where he pimped a ball that ended up being a, you know, a single or double off the wall or whatever you could pick and choose moments and use that to build a case that he wasn't a great teammate or that he was lazy or whatever. I think given what he showed last year that he wanted to play in every single game. And he he only missed a game because of injury. It's not like they sat him or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the, the maturity that I mentioned earlier, I think it's kind of clear now that uh, that kind of stuff was a little bit overblown. Some of it was growing pains that most young players have, you know, the next guy will be Jared Kelnick. Soon as mm-hmm. he goes and hits a home run against the Mets to beat the Mets you're going to hear them talking about, you know, how immature he is. He kicked the cooler and broke his foot last year. And you're going to hear the same things about yeah. Jared Kelnick. And so it's overblown. And it's it's I it feels like it's pretty much in the past. And some of that, honestly, felt like it was a little bit of a clash between some of the old school guys on the clubhouse, mm-hmm. like a Freddie Freeman, and the newer, younger players like a Ronald Acuna Jr. that are flashy, that are showboaty, but also are still trying to respect the game by playing as hard as they can.
0: Thank you, Ford Stokes and the fine folks at Active Wealth, Active Wealth Management. Go to annuity360.net, your free book. As I'm telling you, only 1% of financial advisors have access to the nationwide peak 10 fix indexed annuity. And Ford is offering it to all of you Braves viewers and listeners. There are no advisory or portfolio fees either with the product. Ford wants to help you get more free, efficient, tax efficient, and market efficient with your portfolio. And you can do so right away. Be sure to call him 770. 685-1777, that's 770 685 or go to activewealth.com for more information. You can also go to annuity360.net for that free book, as you see that written below us. Again, Active Wealth and Ford Stokes helping us out uh, get to coaches as that was announced this past week. We didn't get to that over the weekend pod. So uh, talk about, uh, you know, what has come about over the last couple of days transaction wise, it looks like you know, snicker has filled his staff with first, first third and a pin coach.
1: Yeah. So Matt, to be also Sopo uh, was the triple a manager in Gwinnett the last three seasons uh, he has been promoted to the third base job in Atlanta. When we, when it first came out that Ron Washington was leaving, and I wrote the candidates for the third base job, mm-hmm. Tui was like Sobo was one of those guys because he was the go to fill in when Ron Washington couldn't be yes. there. Ron Washington missed time last year uh, to go to New Orleans to accept an award, and they called Sovo up for the series, so uh, he slots into that. It's his first time he's been a major league. Uh, coach so mm-hmm. that's exciting he gets to come to the majors for the first time uh, and he will share infield responsibilities with bench coach Walt Weiss so mm-hmm. it's not all on Tuyasa Sopo. he'll split it with Weiss uh, they also took uh, Tom Goodwin a little, little bit of an older guy in his mid-50s but he's been an, an experienced first base coach in the major leagues before he was with mm-hmm. the Red Sox he won a World Series with them before the Red Sox he was with the Mets he spent the last two years as a roving instructor in the system. So he's been going around the different farm leagues, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the different farm teams, coaching up players and things like that, kind of doing individual stuff. And then they did bring some money from outside the organization, and Erica Breu, uh, he comes over from the Houston Astros organization. He's been a pitching coach in the minor leagues. He actually succeeded Brian Snitker's son as yes. the pitching coach in Triple A. And so I guarantee you, this is partly where it came from. It's Troy was talking to his dad and mentioned, I think, you know, I think Eric would be great with you guys. And so that's probably how that connection was made. But he's gone all the way through Houston's system. Obviously, Houston thinks enough of Atlanta where they hired away one of our assistants to be their GM. Now we've hired one of their coaches to come over here and uh, be our bullpen coach. It's a tough job, but it also makes me feel good about. If you're looking for some sort of deal to go to come in place next year, you have a, a coach that is very familiar with Houston's farm system. They've done a pretty good job at developing pitchers, especially international signees. Uh, you've seen this is a guy, obviously, who's been all through their minor leagues. So uh, I like the whole aspect of two of these guys have never been major league coaches before. So you're giving guys new opportunities, 37 and 40, and then Goodwin as your veteran to come in as his third different job um, as a base coach in the major league. So I like that dynamic there. You have some young guys, you have some older guys. Uh, it's not just a bunch of kind of, not not old men, but a bunch of uh, grizzly veterans like you mm-hmm. had with Washington and, and, and Eric Young Sr.,
0: Uh, Well, as I, I, I thought that, and I was hoping you'd go there with that, I thought there may be a snicker connection right there with his son Troy and yeah. been out in Houston and uh about my next thing was as I've told you before and it, this was at right after we we lost Wash and uh and he decided to, to to step away and become a manager again as I said it doesn't matter who the third base coach is there's about four or five of the guys that are never going to listen to him anyway and are just going <laughs> to run through the stop sign so we need somebody that's over there just to be a placeholder and be a yep. good guy in the dugout at some point in time and maybe some situational times from you know That's the one thing that you would see out of Washington and EY is <clears throat> they were constantly getting in the ears of the players and just reminding them, this is mm-hmm. where we are situation-wise. So when you get some veteran guys that are still willing to do that and just keep their brain in the right spot instead of getting a little too excited because we see some of our younger guys that especially – even Ronald, he's still young. Let's call it what it is. Mm-hmm. He would love to steal base every single time he gets on. But you're going to need some guys over there that has some situational awareness that can just give them gentle reminders, as I call it, from time to time. And, and I think that's what Snit went for. And a dynamic that we haven't necessarily had before,
1: Eric Abreu was originally from the Dominican Republic. And so now you have an authority figure in that room that is of latin american descent and mm-hmm. that those kind of things do matter your your veteran presence among the international players in the most recent years has been marcelo zuna and so this gives you another veteran voice to the latin american players who they can you know hopefully relate to and be able to confide in if something goes on and it's worth pointing out that Marcel Zuna is a free agent after 2024. And so if he does move on,
0: you have the ability to still have a veteran leader. For your free book, he's Lindsey Crosby. I'm Ben Taylor, Braves Today, Braves underscore today on Twitter and bravestoday.com for all of the recent articles that we have up. Lindsey, thank you, sir. Thanks, buddy.